It's going to be a nightmare for me to go back and actually try to sync up. But I love it. And that's the start of the episode. Um, Well, last week we were listening to the Japan game whilst we were recording. And in the interim, Japan actually went and beat Spain somehow. (sighs) After losing to Costa Rica, of all people, they go and beat like the strongest team in the group. What the hell is going on? I don't know. I mean, I think you ask a German fan and there is definitely some conspiracies going on. Have you seen? You must have seen. Did oh, really? you see the backlash of the of the goal that put them through? Of oh, the the one minute. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, hear me yeah. Out. Now we're an anime podcast, yeah. right? Now you say one thing that is more anime <laughs> than Japan scoring a goal after it being allowed in by one yeah. millimeter. That is the most shonen that thing so that has ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's still in because of the curvature. Yeah, yeah. Like... The perceptive <laughs> angle has been that it's over the line, but actually the VAR shows that it's still in. It's a goal. It's been allowed. And the crowd goes <sighs> fucking wild and everybody is happy for the rest of time. It's like it's like it's Ichigo using Bankai for the first time. Goku turning Super Saiyan. Hinata finally scoring. Oh my god! In can you imagine? Like, this is. Th- what can you imagine about. if this is how the season finale of Blue? What's it called? It finish Blue Lock, Blue Lock sort of finishes. Like they, they, they're like, <laughs> hold on, hold on. We can get this in there. We can, we can get this in there. And then in the final, they're just like, actually, everything that we've written is yeah, as good yeah, as this yeah. moment. So I'm gonna take it and put it in the new. <laughs> that would be so good. What would be even funnier is if they'd already written it. <laughs> And like this, th- this is just <laughs> some weird play out in the in the in the world where it's like, hold on, can we pub- can we publish this? Because they're going to think we had something to do. What if they did have something to do with this? What if they- there is a conspiracy? Maybe this is how Blue that Lock ends, and then this is what happened in real life, and then everyone's just like thinking that Blue Lock and Japan are controlling the world through um, lizard monsters. It's all to just. Like everybody bought into Blue Lock stocks during yes! the World Cup, yeah, and now it's actually like playing out in the exact way. And, and like the manga car is going, ha ha ha! I'm rich now because everybody loves football because Japan keeps winning. Honest, I would not be surprised to see a massive uptick. Genuinely, yeah, like revenue. Genuinely, if I was Blue Lock, I would be doing a special episode that or a special um, manga uh, chapter that did portray this, that did throw this out there because it would blow up. Like, just the co- comedic value. It's like, oh my god, they did this thing, and everyone would be like, really? And they want to go read it. Like, that, they, that is a marketing scheme um, from, like, I don't know. Gone yeah, wild. Yeah, that would be quality. Um, anyway, to celebrate Japan's um, successful completion of the group stage and moving into the, um, the knockout stages of the World Cup, we're going to sta- stand here and sing Japan's national anthem, Sam, aren't we? So, to... To commemorate this special moment, so yes, um, 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 yeah. Are you ready? Ready? I'll, you you uh, start. So everybody, a moment yep. of silence as we uh, begin with. Um, yeah, I want to be <laughs> the very best, like no one ever was. Roll intro. <laughs> Japan. 
Hello, weebs, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is the man who doesn't know his blue lock from a fat Glock. It's from a Will. fat Glock. Wow, that's a hell of a rhyme there, Sam. Thank you very much, and thank you. <laughs> I was trying my best to keep it PG-13. Yeah, of course. Aha, yeah. Okay, good. Um, and so, everyone, welcome to the podcast again. We talk about anime. Um, Sam gives us a new show to watch, and we discuss it to decide whether we can show this to a noob, a novice, someone who is um, unfamiliar with the world of anime. Um, we're watching Die today. Not Die, but we are watching Die in his adventures um, to Dragon Quest. Um, so, to quest the, the, in his dragons. quest for dragons. Yeah, so uh, Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die. Sam, why would anyone want to watch this um kind of similar to previous uh shows that we've been watching recently like do you like dragon quest then do you're probably gonna like dragon <laughs> quest like let's be honest here like we did said this for tekken um if you like the source material it's probably something that's going to stand out to you but for those of you who maybe haven't experienced uh, the wonderful world of dragon quest this is a fantasy in the truest sense of the word there's no isekai involved here there's nobody getting hit by a truck and being sent off to a parallel universe this is just a fully realized and imagined world based on the video games of the same name and this is the story of how a young man becomes a hero using all of the magic and swordsmanship and mysterious powers uh, afforded to him. Yeah. Obviously, if you're not up on your Dragon Quest lore, we'll go into a bit of detail about that and the history of the series um, and its surprising appearance at the Tokyo Olympics and uh, yeah, all of the baggage that comes with that but for now if you like a good classical styled shonen adventure story then maybe dragon quest could be the show for you okay uh should we start talking about dragon quest full spoilers oh okay fine well we'll see you next week bye bye well i'm gonna do it anyway Uh, Will, what is happening here in these first three episodes of Dragon Quest, the adventure of Dai? Who is Dai? Why are we Dai? Who dies? How How do do we die? die? Well, that that is the bigger question of life (laughs) and die. Um, Okay. This is where you come out with like a really rogue like way that I actually do die. And it's like, is he serious? Does he have the gift of prophecy? Look, Sam, I would never, never be as um, like self-destructive as to give away clues as to my true true form and true powers i'm never going to just be like hey sam this is how you die because even if i could tell you that that stuff's that stuff's like volatile i know the dangers of messing with prophecies okay i mean i might do i don't know if i do know the dangers of messing with prophecies because i don't well why are you holding a (laughs) why are you holding a book why why is it jet black? <laughs> why, why does it say Sam? We death, death. Sam, no, can I'm you not... just hold your right hand? What? Well, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, Die <laughs> is this uh, character on an island of monsters. Um, it looks like Pokemon Island. He is. There are lots of weird little monsters running around, um, and the first three episodes follow Die. So, so it's it's yeah. God, this is a weird series to explain. Um, 
Mm. Basically, dies on his own with a load of monsters. A fake hero attached, attacks in episode one and starts to try and manipulate Dai to hand over all of the monsters and in speci- especially Gomachan, his mm. little golden slime thing. Gomachan. Um, but he ends up defeating them, making a name for himself. And then um, in episode two, a princess shows up and a, then a coup happens. Surprise. And the old, an, an old mage <laughs> fights, <laughs> fights Dai with his giant robot and Dai unlocks mm-hmm. his true magical ability and we see him look cool as hell in blue flames he turns super yep. saiyan and yep. in episode three we get a training arc of a week when he becomes the yeah. the, the, the all-time <laughs> hero um uh, yeah in episode three the, the best hero that is ever yeah. heroed um because he wanted to be the very best and it only took him a week maybe ash could learn a thing or two yeah after what is it 20 years it took him to yeah. be the world champion um <laughs> so yes the the, the series is the, the episodes are quite distinct they've got their own little mini arcs um but by the end of episode three he mm-hmm. the big bad um character which i've already forgotten the name is uh, who do they, what do they call the big bad thing they've got the demon lord demon in the lord yes who's... he he turns up yes. he's back he's back in episode three we don't see him sort of explicitly but there are rumors that he is back uh because of so and so things that he's done and die monsters are attacking the people yes everyone's turning rageful and die quickly needs to train up to defeating to, to defeat him and in doing so he does it in a week so that's uh that's where we leave off yay yeah um very good so let's kind of jump in and around a bit um starting with die um, what did you think of him as a protagonist? Do we what have to start with that? Can't set? we start with Dragon Quest in general? Because I don't know anything about this thing, this show. Okay, yeah, let's let's go for Dragon Quest first. Uh, what do you want to know? Do you want kind of like a general history? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think so because I don't really know where this fits. I, th- I think there's. I didn't grow up really watching dragon ball either but like from the limited my limited experience of dragon ball there's some similarities there as well and i just wouldn't yeah give me some some stuff about dragon quest that makes that what it is okay so dragon quest started off as a game on the nes like way back when it was like the first japanese role-playing game um known in japan as dragon warrior you play as the chosen hero and you set out on adventure. You defeat slimes and golems and gargoyles, uh, fighting your way and solving puzzles and quests until you eventually fight the demon lord who has been threatening the land. Right. Um, this then ended up becoming so popular that it launched an entire genre of video games like Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, um, any Pokemon even wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Dragon Quest. Specifically, Dragon Quest Three was when it gained the most popularity and was the biggest success, uh, leading to, in Japan, new Dragon Quest games not being allowed to launch on weekdays because everybody takes the day off to play Dragon Quest. Oh so my god! They had to now, yeah, like it is a cultural phenomenon here in Japan. Dragon Quest Three introduced the idea of catching and using monsters to help in uh, battles which then led to the creator of pokemon 
along with his own bug catching experience developing the idea of catching and taming monsters for that franchise <laughs> wait, 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 wait. how did this not come up when we did the pokemon episode the creative pokemon with his experience of bug catching you can't just <laughs> say that and expect me to let it drop that let it slide how is that expertise <laughs> like yes there are bug pokemon but how is that is he taming these bugs sam how is he taming okay, so these bugs to fight in battles? To get, to get into that is 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 to appeal to a part of Japanese culture that is like so <laughs> far left of like what what you're used to in the UK. Or I choose else. you, like, cricket. <laughs> go, it's just, shag beetle. Is the creator Pokemon okay, just throwing okay, now, po- throwing beetles again, at people? Yes. <laughs> Because sometimes the kids make their bugs fight in like sumo style bug matches. Oh my god! Maybe. Okay. And it was like a, a whole, whole arc thing. of how did we not part touch eight on of this? JoJo was like these two bugs fight. Look, like, dude, this is this is this is a worm hole. hole. Yeah. Okay. Of all rabbit holes. Okay. Let, let's just go focus on the on on the uh, the original thought, which was yeah, the creator of Pokemon when he was a kid was really into bug catching, which is a, a really big pastime here in japan like you can go to any 100 yen store and buy a like a bug catching net like you've played pokemon yeah right? yeah yeah. You know know. Uh, that's all kids, i'm picturing in my head and they've got the net yeah and the hat the straw yeah, hat like, like, yep and they've got the little bag yeah on the side which they keep the bugs in yeah you can buy those for like 300 yen to get the entire set and kids do it like i have a co-worker whose kid is obsessed with like collecting beetles and cicadas and just they will just grab them off the trees cicadas those giant little hornet things i've yeah the ones that are really bloody loud in the summer oh my god like kids here have no fear of insects meanwhile i'm absolutely crapping myself every time i see a beetle bigger than like two inches yeah it's it's awful but yeah so the creator of pokemon was big into that when he was a kid and then after seeing that you could tame monsters in dragon quest uh three maybe five actually mm. so i think three maybe introduced the concept five it was like a main uh gimmick um after seeing that that was possible he was like oh what if we made a game all about capturing monsters and using them to battle mm. hence the birth of pokemon hence why dragon quest is such an important origin point okay and and we're back to this Dragon show Quest. That we're watching today. We're back to Dragon Quest. We've clawed our way back somehow. So, in the case of Die, this is a manga series based off of the games, but not directly inspired by any specific game. Which is why this feels a lot more, I guess you could say, generic shonen e. Yeah, it's definitely very much like it's got that eighties, nineties shonen vibe of. Here's the characters. Here's the powers. We're going to fight the bad guy of the week for the first few episodes to kind of show off what the world is like and and who our main guys are and introduce concepts. And here's the mentor. He's going to like teach us what to do. Yeah, it doesn't feel very problem solving at the minute or like anything other than we're going to have a fight with certain characters and power up. Yeah, we're just going to react to whatever happens this week. And that is definitely a issue that you can especially in modern days when shonen series these days are so fast paced like if we were to take yeah. die and the first three episodes and compare it to say jujutsu kaisen mm. where jujutsu kaisen is okay in the first three episodes we've already established all the main cast and we're already on the way to the plot if not already actively engaged with it and yuji's died yeah like yeah 
things move way quicker these days. Even My Hero Academia like gets its premise and concept in in the first episode and then we're at school doing stuff. Here it's like three separate adventures and the overarching plot is maybe feeding in. What did you think of the structure of these three? Um, it's, it's weird because there was a lot going on. I, th- I feel like um, Jujutsu Kaisen is a different... It's a completely different world. It's not. It's 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 an immortal world, effectively, just a, a regular world, and then these super supernatural elements are thrown on top. So I think it is a little bit easier to just jump straight in. Um, and you've you've obviously got a clear hook there when um, the protagonist dies, but here um, it does. I don't know. I feel like it does move quite quickly. Like there's a lot happening and like, you know, mm. you can't say that it doesn't move quickly when you've got a week's montage for him to come become the hero of the main series. Like in some shows that would last a season or two seasons for him to become the ultimate hero to fight the big bad. Um, so there is, there is pace to it. And, you know, there's lots of action. There's lots of ways they're trying to grip. I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's, nece- it's definitely different to other shows in establishing that core plot line running through but it doesn't i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing it's just a different way of doing it because there is still a lot of things there to engage the viewer very true um do you think that it's maybe too much it's almost like they're trying to condense probably multiple chapters of like a mini arc into each episode and did you connect with Dai? what like what did you think of him as our protagonist and his bullheadedness and yeah, I mean, I don't really feel much for him at this stage. I feel like he's quite a, a bit mm-hmm. of a blank slate at the minute. We we, we see that he's got um, your typical shonen willpower. You know, he, he wants to be the best and he wants to sort of... Like no one ever was. Like no one ever was. And he wants to must... He's got that um, inner shonen desire to sort of keep battling on when he's down and sort of um, mm-hmm. that inner resolve, which everyone needs, obviously, to be the main protagonist in the show. Um so, but apart from that, he's not really done too much. He's not really got too much about him personality wise. Um, it's not like yeah, he's, he's pretty bland, right? Yeah, he's, kind of he's not. Just... He's not like dopey. Like I'm thinking, thinking back to Doctor Stone, and we've got um, very, very Taiju. Yeah, say that again. Taiju and Senku, and like the differences between them, and like everyone's got their one thing that they're super good at. Yeah, yeah, and you know they've got the personality traits. Here, here he doesn't seem to be sort of quirky, really, or um, super stoic, or like yeah, there's nothing. He's just sort of a kid at this stage, and it, it we don't really get much. But maybe that'll develop as he gains more experience because because uh, there is, I'll tell you what, there is an element of um. Yeah naivety around him and potentially because because he gets tricked in episode two with oh no episode one with the the fake um heroes the fake hero and it feels like he's just been brought up Mowgli style in on this island of monsters yeah and doesn't have any understanding of the outside world and stuff and he's been trained by this sage splodge thing that um that, that sort of trains him to try and use magic but apart from that he doesn't really have any other world knowledge so potentially it's all deliberate and that like he's supposed to be a bit of a blank slate because he is a blank slate he's just grown up in this mm-hmm. world and we're going to learn along with him <laughs> oh no it is an isekai um we're gonna oh, learn- 
the first isekai. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting that you mentioned that he's a blank slate, though, because, again, to kind of throw back to the video games, um, basically every Dragon Quest game, you don't... Like, the main character that you play as, uh, the hero, if you will, is never a named character. You always name the character, so it's always uh, a kind of self-insert. Yeah. Even as the games went on and they got more distinct designs they were always a silent protagonist and you could project onto them and you can kind of imagine yourself as the hero. Mm. And even though this is called the adventure of Dai, Dai is still, I guess, blank enough of a character that that doesn't sound like a compliment, but it like, <laughs> it kind of is. He's, he's void enough of like strong characteristics that anybody can be like, yeah, I, I feel I, I'm just like die. I, I'm the protagonist yeah. of my own life story. Like I can do it. Like yeah. you can. It's see a horoscope of characters. Him. It's just it can yeah, apply exactly. to anyone. Um, but to then look at say in episode three, we're introduced to Pop, who is the mage, and he is very clearly an unmotivated, kind of sniveling, but really talented in terms of magic. Like he's got a very specific skill, and that's way different from Dai, who is kind of like, yeah. again, like this blank canvas of you can just... Well, he's, rela- he's relying... can kind of be like, yeah. He's relying on interesting characters around him, isn't he? And, you know, that again, it's not... Like you say, it's not a criticism because I think, you know, when you play the Pokemon games, you, na- you often name your own character and it's very... It's that idea that you control the journey. It's not... Like Final Destination, where you've got not Final Destination, Final Fantasy. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> very different. Where you things. will die when finally the Dragonite will punch <laughs> you in the face, and you will die. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not like Final Fantasy or anything where you've got that backstory and that lore and the sort of you're, you're fulfilling mm. the character's destiny. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, which. Again, another interesting point for Dragon Quest as a franchise versus like Final Fantasy. Initially, Final Fantasy was very similar. Like you named your own characters up until oh, right, okay. Final Fantasy Four, and then in Four, it suddenly took this character-focused shift. Whereas Dragon Quest, even the most recent game, Dragon Quest Eleven, yeah, there's maybe some things about your character where oh, they have this certain history, they look a certain way, but overall there are silent protagonists you project onto them and it sells yeah like it it just works like people want to play games where they can pretend that they're the hero it's yeah it's good and die kind of opens Dude, that up into I think the anime space i mentioned last week that i'm really looking forward to um, the hogwarts legacy game and that's that's the principle there that that is prime that is their whole shtick is that you design the character, you You're design how they look. Student. Well, you design, you, they, the, the characterization looks phenomenal. Like, or, or, you know, design how they look, you choose the house, you choose the path, you can go good or evil, you can go, you, you choose everything about this character. It is not a narrative set out and you play through, uh, mm. you know, and, you know, as, how good that will be is, is yet to be seen, but, uh, that is the premise, isn't it? It's that idea that you get to be a wizard at Hogwarts, give it your own name, make it look like you. You're in this time period. Off you go. Have fun flying around and exploring the world. Yeah, just just live in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a it's a con. It's not 
it's definitely not a criticism. I think it's just one, one particular mm. way. And I think if you can create an interesting enough world and an interesting enough um, place to interact and live in, that's the same thing, um, is... <laughs> It, it, then it then that absolutely works like obviously hogwarts is going yeah. to attract a lot of people because that magical world created is so ingrained in this you know it's so well established now that people want to explore yeah. it and people can feel like they're going somewhere they know um and i guess the question is does dragon quest do that especially in the first three episodes like do we get enough of this world to be mm. sort of curious enough to follow our blank slate and project onto our blank slate um because yeah we've I got think a lot of that comes sorry i was just gonna say yeah we've got three distinct episodes where interesting things happen um but yeah that's is that enough do we get enough sort of world building to be able to want to follow this on and what were you gonna say mm. i was gonna say i think Part of the answer to that question comes from culture and whether you are invested in Dragon Quest. Mm. Because obviously if you're Japanese or if you are into JRPGs, then the answer to that question is a resounding yes. Because Ah, but Sam, Sam, what is the point of this podcast? If not to bring in newbies (laughs) into the world of anime. I know, but... I think it's a very interesting idea that for somebody who's played 11 games potentially and however many millions of spin-offs yeah. can come in and be like immediately familiar and just go, yep, cool, this is easy watching. Here's another Dragon Quest story. Let's go for it. And I do really want to kind of dig into that newbie aspect of it. Mm. And this is why the podcast works so well because you are <laughs> that perspective yeah. you like i started watching this show this show is 100 episodes long um it recently finished only a couple of weeks ago okay um which is why we, we've started watching it for the podcast um and i started watching it before i moved to japan like it was the last kind of couple of weeks before the flight and i started watching it so this show has been with me for a long time yeah and i'm already familiar with the source material mm. so I have a lot of biases towards this show. So a lot of the opinions for this review, I think, are going to fall onto you. And how oh God, you that's a lot of pressure. Reacted to these first three episodes. So I guess to move on from there, what did you think of the world of Dragon Quest, of the world of these monsters and magic and swords? And especially if we think of maybe the first episode where mm-hmm. we get hit right out of the gate the the title card plays and then it's like three things happen in very quick succession of we've defeated the demon lord oh my wife is dying here's a baby on an island <laughs> like oh okay like where's your head at um my head was i couldn't follow the plot for that opening scene it's i, I genuinely sort of just breezed past it and thought they'll come back to it. Things will be explained later on. There's clearly some sort of big destruction event going on, but I didn't have enough context to really place it anywhere. So um, it was very quick, very sort of, it looked like um, to me, they were just sort of showing off with their animation, just doing loads of different stuff. Just flexing. Yeah, basically (laughs) um, between loads of different actions, action shots and stuff. And 
yeah and then it all kicks off and i was like right i'll, I'll jump on here then and see see where it goes from here so yeah a bit a bit bizarre to be honest um what about you like again hindsight coming into it like I have context for all of those scenes, but also I then remembered when I first watched it and I thought, this is weird. Like, uh, is the guy who beat the demon Lord, the same guy who's shielding his wife? Like who's the, who does the baby belong to? Like, yeah. What's going on? But I think it's, again, it's not spoilers to say that all of the things in that opening, like 30 seconds, they do get addressed over the course of the show whether they get addressed in ample enough time or whether they get enough space to breathe is a different issue, but well, we have, I can definitively say that it does come back to it. Yeah. I mean, any, I, from what you've said, I, I, I understood pretty much all of that, um, based on the comments that go through these first three episodes, because the mage that looks after him makes comments about, um, you know, that yeah. we've looked after him since he was a baby, abandoned on the island and, you know, stuff like that. So. Exposition, no jutsu. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it was a flex, to be honest. Um, let's just throw this in there. Because <laughs> I, it, as a noob, and again, it might just be me not being perceptive enough. I watched this in sub because I didn't, I don't know if there is a dub, but um, there wasn't on Crunchyroll, so... I watched the no, uh, the dubs. Oh, uh, the dub is. You know what? Weirdly enough, the dub is coming to the BBC of all. Places. Wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Sure. Uh, the British are just taking another element of J- J- Japanese culture. Absolutely. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I did. What more can you take from us? God damn it. We didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't know what was going on in that first part. So as a noob might not have been that effective and as a weeb who knows this stuff you mm-hmm. sort of didn't really track anyway and you knew the backstory anyway a little bit or you could figure it all out yes yeah, so i don't know seeing it I, I guess um for context the the demon slaying scene is like that's defeating the demon lord the demon king whatever uh you call it we've seen it before in a thousand other isekai shows that we've watched where um that's the final boss. And to open the show on the final boss being killed, and especially for me as a Dragon Quest fan, to see, oh, this is like, again, it's the last boss. This is who you fight at the end of the game after 30 plus hours of fighting through all of these monsters. You're beating the big bad, and that's our starting point. And we're just coming into this world that has, is experiencing peacetime. It's kind of an interesting, for me at least, an interesting twist on... The formula, mm. it's like, here's the post. Let's let's look. Demon Lord era. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say post post apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but we're seeing that like the post Demon Lord era, and we get to see a little glimpse of that, and then him starting to rise up again. And I think that that is an interesting take on the fantasy genre. We're not just doing the the standard. I don't know whether this is... The Demon Lord is here. This is pointing out the obvious, Mm -hmm. Sam, but I am just going to say Lord of the Rings. Yeah? Because it's it's the same... It's exactly the same formula, like... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the the Demon Lord's already been beaten. Oh, well, there's... He's coming back. Oh, Oh, is he coming back? Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) 
No Sam's in this one, though, depressingly enough. No, although potentially our um, Pop is, is our Sam character in this. Is it? I love Pop. Well, it, I, to be fair, I, he's I got some Sam qualities, hasn't he? He's got some like sheepishness, a bit sort of uh, doesn't want to go and then sort of gets dragged along. And maybe he'll have a resounding end that, you know, makes you love him for all the right reasons rather than just being a, a, a bumbling buffoon. He's not a bumbling buffoon. That's harsh. A bumbling buffoon? Out. <laughs> Look, we Sams need to stick together. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <coughs> so, yeah. Bless you. Monsters. We have monsters on this island. Monsters. Yeah. What did you think of the creature design uh, for the island? Because there are they are many and varied and they are all monsters from the Dragon Quest video games. Like, mm. did you have a particular favorite? What do you think of their, the way that Dai uses them in those first three episodes? Yeah. So it is bizarre. Just the, can, can we, can, can I ask, is there mm-hmm. oh, Dragon Ball, right? Okay. The, yep. the, the powers that they're using look very Dragon Ball-esque with their like, yes, energy beams. And oh, I guess this is something that I should probably have mentioned earlier. Um, Akira Toriyama, who did all of the uh, the manga for Dragon Ball, he wrote it, drew it. He still works on the movies to this day. Um, when Dragon Quest was first coming out, he actually was commissioned by uh, Square <sighs> or Enix at the time yeah. uh, to do all the character designs, including the slime. Ah, okay. He has done every single Dragon mainline Dragon Quest game. He has designed the characters in a Dragon Ball style. Yeah, I was gonna say, Dai (laughs) looks very Goku esque. Like even to the color schemes, there are flashes of like like he's not strictly got orange on him, but his his bands and his tan sort of stuff at a lot in a lot of shots (laughs) look very orange, and he's. It it just looks very blue and orange, very Goku, and I'm like, okay, he is very Goku. Yeah, okay, good. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And and Toriyama has done this for like a lot of characters uh, in the most recent game, um, Eleven. We have a character called Eric who basically Eric! looks like Super Saiyan Goku Blue. Oh, where's Keith? Yeah, Ian. <laughs> He's just got the Keith Ian. Yeah. Oh, it's good though. Like, um, again to. to be clear when the manga was coming out for Dragon Quest The Adventure of Dai, it wasn't uh, Akira Toriyama who uh, wrote it and drew it. It was a different author who was using his style. Okay. So it's like somebody copying. It's like, can I can I copy your homework? Yeah, sure, but just like make it a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. And then we get Dragon Quest The Adventure of Dai. So we have these very dragon ball-esque designs and especially especially with the monsters because all of the monsters are dragon balls authors designs mm. brought to life here in this anime and in all the dragon quest games as well so if you're feeling dragon quest from this sorry dragon ball from this dragon dragon many dragons yes um yeah th- then that's why because it is the dragon ball author creating all these designs and the visual cues and the aesthetic of the entire world right even the even the sort of energy beams and stuff as well like it it might have had an influence on that or is that that very dragon quest i think that is very not dragon yeah okay interesting it's really like 
Um, they do like all the spells that they use, like the um, fizz, and <laughs> swoosh. With, yeah, and with the with like the really. That. Also, the onomatopoeia game here yeah. is peak. <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and in Japanese as well, it's the onomatopoeia for those sounds for the spell names. <laughs> so in what? Crunchyroll, they use the video game um, names for them. So in English, it's fizz for fire, yeah. or swoosh for wind. Yeah. But in Japanese what they're actually physically saying is the Japanese onomatopoeia for like wind or fire. Uh, so it, wait, it's, wait, it's, it's just wait, good. no, no. Why isn't it the same in both languages? If it's, if the word itself is supposed to sound like the thing it's doing. Because it's onomatopoeia. Like, yeah, but like Japanese, if wind okay, sounds so, like, okay, I'm going to hit you. If wind sounds like swoosh, then swoosh is what it sounds like. So swoosh is the word in Japanese and everything. <laughs> Unless Japanese is a scuffed language, because it is. <laughs> okay, so bark, we would say that's like onomatopoeia, right? For a dog. Yes, yeah. So bark. Um, in Japanese, the onomatopoeia for the sound that a dog makes when it does that action is wian. That's not what sound a dog makes. I don't know a dog uh, that goes wian. It is. Because the dog, like the, the dogs and the akitas, because the dogs are scuffed. One one, one one. <laughs> oh my god, that's bizarre! <laughs> like it's closer to woof, I guess, because woof, I guess, would also be onomatopoeia. A woof would also be onomatopoeia. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. So it's um, it's closer to that, but one. That's not <laughs> one one. Okay. Again, with cats, we say meow. We do because that's what the Japanese, cats say. It's what no, does the cat, what the cat say? <laughs> so what is it in Japanese? Nyan. Oh, nyan. Yeah, what's with these N's? They don't have tongues. How can they make a N sound? They don't. They can't do no, an wait, L wait. sound. Sorry, sorry. Or an R sound. Cats and dogs do have tongues. I don't know why. what, what I was thinking when I said that. They definitely have tongues, but they don't use them to make phonetic sounds, I don't think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's it, like, yeah, Japanese sound effects are really interesting because they have like an onomatopoeia for fucking everything. It's like, like mochi mochi or like. What's that? Uh, dodong. Like soft. Uh, chika chika is like prickly. Chika chika. Chika chika. Chika. A chika. A chika chika. <laughs> dun dun dun. Fun fact, the Kaguya Summer movie is coming out this this uh, winter. Oh. Um, I'm going to go and watch it after I read the manga like <laughs> 10 times so I understand what's happening. Nice. Uh, brilliant. Anyway, back to Dragon Quest. Yeah, what were we talking about? Um, I have no idea. Okay. Oh, we were talking effects. about the monsters. The spells. What do you oh, think the spells, of the magic yeah. system? Um, it's fine so far. Like, all, all I've seen is these powers that look like energy beams doing different things um we have mm-hmm. it, it's kind of fun no. you know you know what it is it's kind of avatar-esque um we have very they, they, they specifically mentioned something oh like when he's training he's doing slicing earth and that requires strength um and he's trying to slice different mm. air and the water and it it's gets this elemental sort of um simplicity to the power power system um and again, with like the sizzle and the ice beams and stuff that come out, um, it's very <laughs> just raw in there, sort of. It's not very magical. It's elemental and sort of, yeah, 
Nice. I, I, I've always liked that sort of stuff. We talked about it a lot in our Avatar episodes. Um, so I'm on board with the power system. I think at this stage, we are still learning all the different types of things that you could do. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, not not 100% sold, but enjoying it so far. Like I'm, I'm on board with the concept. Yeah. Any comments? There's an interesting... Yeah, there's an interesting... Um, thing that Dai mentions to Leona, the princess. Uh, right. She turns up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is, oh, yeah, I've I've already bonded with all of these other types of spells. Yeah. I just can't use them very well. Well, I can't use them really at all cool. at this stage, I think. Yeah. Like, I can make, like, a tiny flame for, like, half a second. Right. And then, like, that's all. That That's it. Okay. Unless my magic forehead glows. And yeah. then I can use all the spells I want. Yeah. Um. But I think it's like an interesting tidbit that, um, yeah, you've got to bond with these spells. Like there's an actual process to attuning to magic. And when we get introduced to Pop and he like takes out that gargoyle in like one shot, it's really interesting because it's like, oh, wow. So he must have attuned to that fire spell and he's clearly mastered it to a degree where it's powerful enough to stop somebody. And also he can use ice magic to a degree where he can stop like an entire ocean wave. And again, to speak to the characters, when he does that, Avan then goes, oh, you didn't follow through like usual. So we get a little bit of <laughs> always insight into through. his kind of like motivation. Yeah. Always follow through. Always double tap <laughs> as, uh, was it zombie something? Yeah. Zombieland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taught me? Yeah. Uh, that's an um, underrated film. And yeah, yeah, so very underrated film. Um, but yeah, like it's good. I, I like the magic system it reflects the games in terms of like you have to go out and find these spells and it's not just like a level up thing. Do you know what, um, what you just said reminds me of? It reminds me of the... What's this series where we watched where it was the creepy... um, The creepy guy who lived alone who got hit by a car and got put into a baby and... Then went into a new world. Uh, Mashoka Tensei. Yes, Mashoka Tensei. Yeah, is that is is that is yes. that a similar sort of like Dragon Questy themed isekai thing? Because he he does all the reading of the spells and then he reads the books and he learns the spells and they're quite yeah. elemental as well in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, they are. I guess Mashoka Tensei is a, is a bit of an odd duck because. <laughs> it popularized the light novel form of reincarnation stories whilst also pulling a lot from, I guess, the author's own experiences. So you could probably say that it was inspired by Dragon Quest. I'm sure there's an interview out there somewhere where the author has confirmed that or mentions Dragon Quest. But yeah, you're right. Like there is this element of you've got to learn it and actually put the effort in to learn the spell. Yeah. God, that's such a good show. <laughs> yeah. I, the Light I'd Novel like actually just finished. Like, this past, like, two, three weeks, the Light Novels for it officially, like, ended. And so the studio that was put together to make it now has a complete story to animate, which is what their, like, their goal is, yeah. is to animate the entirety of it. Oh, my God. Awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, I might More go back to Tensei, that. Is what I'm saying cool please do like i I really enjoy it and season two is oh oh (laughs) um good okay let's go back to dragon quest um yes so 
just give me a bit, little bit more context around what has come before this as far as anime is concerned. Because you mentioned there's loads of games. Is, and you said, uh-huh. and you said earlier that off air that there was, uh, you, you were hoping I watched this one rather than the 1990s one. The correct version. Yeah. Yes. So how many depictions so, are there of it in anime form? Okay. So this was a manga first. I think it started in the 80s. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, okay. Otherwise, but it started very kind of early doors that around the same time as like Dragon Ball was like peak popularity and Fist of the North Star, that very kind of macho y shonen era. Right. Like, and then it bled into the kind of more um, stylized and less focus on being the biggest muscle man in the room. Right. So the manga kind of ran for like a, a good chunk of time. And obviously, if it's a popular manga, it's run for a certain amount of time, you're going to get an anime. And <laughs> so the original Dragon Quest, The Legend of Die anime aired for, I think it was 50 episodes and it adapted as much as was available of the manga at the time. So there was this big push, 50 episodes, really took its time, was like a lot slower paced and then they ran out of material to adapt and it wasn't doing numbers. So they just cut it off they ended it they did a few ovas i think maybe a movie as well okay. to kind of um capitalize on the popularity as the series was ending mm. but they never had a full adaptation and so blessed are we in the year 2020 as it wow. was when this first came out um they came back and toei animation decided yeah you know what let's do a full complete run through of dragon quest and a lot of the pacing issues, and by issues I mean it's very quick, yeah. um, are down to the fact that they're trying to adapt a 300 plus chapter manga into the span of 100 episodes. And that they, from the outset, they said, we're going to do it, we're going to do the entire thing, yeah. let's go for it. And that, that's why we now have this version. Okay. And so it's this has always been kind of like a cult classic that's kind of sat in the back of people's minds. Um there was a shonen jump fighting game a few years back where Dai was like a prominent character on the roster and everyone was like what dra- why is Dragon Quest in a shonen jump fighting game? There's Naruto, there's Luffy, there's Ichigo. Why is a Dragon Quest character here? And it was because in the 80s when this first aired it was popular enough for people to be like, oh yeah, I remember Die. Like, mm. I remember this being a mainstay of Shonen Jump for the better part of like four or five years. Yeah. Um, That's bizarre then. So, and then it just, so, so really there's off. been nothing, there's only been that original series and then this. Cause even though the popularity of the yeah. games is so huge, they haven't re, yeah. revitalized or re, yeah, done, any, done anything I with think the that anime. Speaks- yeah, it speaks to more the kind of state of Shonen Jump at the moment where um, tie-in manga never tend to do as well as either the original material or um, break off and do its own thing, especially not something that is, I guess, in this case, inspired by Dragon Quest because this is so far gone from what it's like to actually play a Dragon Quest video okay, game. Okay, yeah. The, Power sets are different. The fact that he can turn Super Saiyan yeah. is different. <laughs> the idea of like the traveling around of the hero and the 
villains already been defeated again concepts that just you don't find in dragon quest games and if you were to launch something like this today it would it wouldn't be in shonen jump it would be in an offshoot magazine or like a um a web only version okay this is very much kind of like a, a lightning in a bottle dragon quest is super popular people are taking days off work to go and play dragon quest quick make a manga about it and just basically be dragon ball but use dragon quest characters <laughs> yeah okay uh but that 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 feels a bit bad to be honest that feels a bit sort of like i don't want to like this now because it just seems like a money grab but um but the fact that it ran for so long kind of speaks to the fact that you know there was a story here and people liked it enough that it kept going if it was just a cash grab we wouldn't be seeing a remake 20 years later well, yeah, I guess. Although, like you just said, they're cutting corners and they're putting Dragon Ball themes in there and yep. just... They are just speedrunning. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anyway. Um, and Right. This has been a, an episode full of tangents. Is there anything... Like, we haven't really unpicked much about this show. The fighting is pretty cool. Like, I really enjoyed the, the giant scorpion fight. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really badass. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly bloody and violent. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah. There's a lot of blood, not human blood, (laughs) but like monsters are like waves of purple innards are just like splashing across the screen. I liked the the battle on the ship of the first episode. There was um, some tactical play when we're sort of pushing the ship to one side and then the creatures get frozen and then it all levels out a bit and okay let's talk about the pokeballs the um the the capsules yeah yeah the pokeballs yeah the capsules which are introduced off the back of i think dragon quest 5 i think they're like a direct reference to okay but then it's like he uses them in episode one and then they're just never used again (laughs) true yeah although wow yeah, that is pretty much it. He ch- he traps one of the capture people. people. Yeah, he tra- he traps the fake that hero. Seems broken. Um, and we don't know what happens to him. Like, has has Die still got him? We do see. Him. Oh no, we do see him. They say, yeah, like we, he goes back. He gets tight. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Right. Tied up. Oh god. But also, <laughs> it'd be funny if he didn't though. It'd be funny if he's just like not there, <laughs> still in this little fifty vial. episodes later. Like he's facing down the final boss and he summons the hero to help him. It's like what? He summons him. I'm level twelve. As like a distraction, just throws him to one side. Is <laughs> like he's like I'm finally free. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> just annihilated. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. No. The the Pokeball thing. I don't, I don't know. Even like with the idea that there's, oh, it's the golden Pokeballs. So I didn't want to release them in case like their power is too great. How long have those slimes been in there? Yeah. Like 14 plus years. They've not needed to eat. They've not needed to see sunlight. Are there any? They're just immediately out and just doing shit. Are there any Pokemon arcs where like they find Pokeballs that have been like left in a dusty place over years and years and years? And it's like, what are in these Pokeballs? And then it's just like a pile of bones. (laughs) let's see what's in them oh it's a marowak yeah just all bones just just a fan film years ago (laughs) (laughs) 
Actually, it's just Q-bone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. mother. It's just the bone. Why are you bones now? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's dragons. Um, there are dragons, and we end off episode three with um, my favourite spell from Dragon Quest One, which is, in English, it's called Puff. I yes, think. yeah, it is, yeah. Um, which turns him into a big dragon, yeah. uh, which is how I cheesed the last boss in the first Dragon Quest game. I kept getting killed and reloading my save file. I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to turn into a dragon. <laughs> and I just won. Yeah. I was like, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, well. Um, and there's also another dragon that he has inside one of the poker capsules. That was the other golden yeah, one. Yeah. Right? yeah, and he uses it and it basically, it scares everyone that he returns it and then again, we just never see it again mm. because it's okay. can't think about it too hard, otherwise it breaks it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, uh, what did you think of the action in general then? So we said that, yeah, the fights look pretty cool. Yep. Um, did the CG throw you off? It, the, it really uh, didn't. Did the hand animated stuff? I don't, th- really? yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it, I think, you know what though, watching it in sub and making notes at the same time, I, I don't know how mm. much attention I can really say that I paid to the animating quality. I, I tried to at times. I thought the choreography and the sort of animation in general was pretty good. But yeah, noticing little things like that with the CG didn't really spot. But I'm assuming from what you said earlier that there were some issues with the CG. I mean, I wouldn't say issues. I think Dai in particular, um, coming out of the gate, they wanted this to be like a big thing. Like there was a a video game planned, there were arcade games planned, and like it was a whole like revival of the the brand and the franchise. And you know what? The CG models, they're pretty good. Like they're kind of cel-shaded, kind of very, um, if you think Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, that kind of style of stylized models that kind of match the hand-drawn stuff. Mm. Um, I think it's probably just me being a snob where I go, oh, yes, the the choreography... And, like, the choreography is very good in 3D, and they use it well. Like, it's a use of 3D where they're, they're using the medium to elevate the work. It's not just, oh, we're using 3D to cut costs. They're using it so that the camera can go up and down and around and in between the legs and they can like pan backwards and forwards and the models are still like doing crazy stuff and the camera's free to do it and you don't have to rely on one poor underpaid animator to spend six months doing that. Like, I see why they've done it and the way in which it's done works really well. Mm, Okay. And... I can't fault Die for using it, especially because it's integrated so well into it. There's a few moments where it's like, yeah, look, here's all the monsters. And it's just the video game models just like bouncing around on like a green field, Mm. which I'm like, "Uh, could we have done something different maybe? Yeah. But like, again, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I think the CG is done well enough that it adds to it. It's, for me, it's very clear that okay, we're in a CG section mm. and then suddenly we get this beautifully animated hand-drawn section afterwards where he fires off the big like lightning spell. Yeah. But again, you know, it's fun and it works. I think I'm maybe just too picky. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, you have high standards and I, I think it's one of those things you'll probably, once you've seen it or if you're looking for it, then you can't unsee it. Um, so like, because it wasn't mm. on my radar, I sort of, it just went by, went, yeah, flashed me by. But, um, I think, yeah, like you who are, who, people who are looking for it, probably going to see it and, um, it's going to sort of just gr- grind on them a little bit. Um, Okay. Even then, like it's still again good CG. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't poo poo it. Cool. Just yet. Good, that's nice that you're not poo pooing things. Yes. Um right, Sam, you know what we haven't done? <coughs> OP and E D. OP and E D. <coughs> My voice is croaky. Um oh. Yeah. See that that's how powerful these OPs and EDs what? are. Uh, what do you think of uh, the OP? Well, my mum says the pictures are rubbish, but the music's Your not mom- bad. Oh, yeah. The music's not bad, but the pictures were... Rubbish. Those are are exact words. Pictures are rubbish, but music's not bad. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, Fair play. And you? (laughs) And me? I I think... I'm not sure... um, I think they could have done more to align the music with the visuals. I thought um, there was a few tricks missed. um, Absolutely. uh, In that. Uh, But it's there's a lot of fun images. It's very character-based, as a lot of OPs are. But there's some good action shots. There's loads, loads of different backgrounds, which I think adds to the world building and sort of seeing all the different places that they might go on their adventures. Um, building the depth of the worlds and stuff. Um, there's some cool action shots, some cool energy beams and clues to sort of what the show's going to contain. And the music's pretty good. It's, it's all right. It's like the most shonen. Yeah. Yeah opening ever right yeah. like it's just like we're all friends and we're going on an adventure <laughs> yeah. let's look at who all these characters are yeah and it just keeps going like that it's just like it, it, it looks good and there's a few really choice action cuts in the middle with die and pop taking on like different bad guys that we're going to see later in the series yeah and it looks nice but it's just you're exactly right. It, it's generic and it doesn't sync with the music really all that well. Mm. But I do like the hot air balloon ending because it gives that really kind of like adventure feel to the end. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is an adventure. It's not just like a, I don't know, like a, a self-contained thing. Like yeah. it could be more open. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, I will give it a... Um, I will give it a Shonen protagonist out of 10. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't really, I can't really disagree with that. That's, that, that, yeah, no, I agree. I also give it a Shonen protagonist out of 10. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, cool. Um, ED, what do you think Very to the nice. ED? Oh, dude, I love the guitar. Yeah. yeah. It, like, that acoustic like dong dong it reminds me a lot of um the first doctor stone ending and that just kind of mm. acoustic yeah. kind of like it's time to unwind style um the ed itself is very kind of melancholic it's the cast looking back as it's raining and thinking of all the places that they've been and what they're kind of going to do. And we got like desert environments, forests. There's a lot of switch between like desolate environments where it seems really 
moody and sulky in the rain and in in, in dark yeah. dark times but then it like contrasts with like yeah the brightness of the deserts and the like happy times yeah, and the and splashing like, around they're playing the together water. and splashing around yeah but then they come across like a town that's been clearly ravaged yeah. by like things like the, like the vibes here are very good the vibes here are very good yeah. and like it does tell a bit of a story my problem is that it's just not animated <laughs> it's just here's just a bunch of it's a powerpoint set to the song and it works because the song is so good and the images that are being shown are so good but like could you imagine them actually like moving in this it would be great yeah yeah i, I don't know what did you think um i agree the the images and the sort of conceptualization of this sort of good times bad times let's mix them all up sort of feeling to the show um is nice i think the song is good i do it does remind me of like a 2000s um teenage drama show that's sort of like oh, it would be perfect yeah. over like dawson's creek or like the oc or something it, it's just got that sort of nice sort of yeah quite like they're in the they're in the bathroom looking at a pregnancy test and like the <laughs> this is playing in the background yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just as the credits are about to roll <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> yeah um what a specific example um yeah so but i i liked it i i i would give this a um i don't, i what i would give this a you got this man you got this. orange county out of 10 wow i don't know what that is oh see bitch uh, this is how we do it in orange county bitch uh, i give it a uh a damn it i had something and it's gone now because all i can think about is orange county and that weird simpsons parody where snoopy <laughs> is holding them all up at gunpoint <laughs> I give it a uh, going on an adventure out of 10. That sounds good, man. I mean, everyone wants to go on an adventure. Who doesn't want to go on an adventure? Yeah, goddamn right. Exactly. Especially when Snoopy's got a gun to my back and telling me that I have to go. <laughs> uh, okay. California here. Yeah, dude. OC, OC is pretty damn from. good. I've got to say. I do like a bit of OC. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I only started watching anyway, it because of the missus, but um, it, it's a good show. That That is the most man excuse I've ever heard for anything ever. Look, I hadn't seen it before her. Oh, well, the missus said it's that a, it was it's good. A so it's a great... It's a... It. And now I'm like, it's my entire personality now. So <laughs> <really like it. laughs> Dude, I ain't going that far. I'm, it, it, it is not my entire personality. Anime is my entire, entire personality. Do you not know me? That is very true. I haven't watched the OC well, in years, but the, the, when the we first got three together, of, of a hundred plus an anime yeah. is your personal. Yeah, I've seen every show the first Imagine. three episodes. I've seen every best anime <laughs> ever the first three episodes. <laughs> first three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? What? What is this number that you keep that you keep mentioning? Four. I. I, I don't. I simply do not know what that is. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, every time I come across someone who likes anime, it's like, "Hey, have you seen this show?" And, and I just get in there straight away. What do you think to this episode? And I pick one of the first three so that it, it, they're convinced. Yeah, you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, episode two, it peaked. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> God, that cliffhanger of episode three. You know, after that, I was just turned off it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Every series. I just, I just, I just couldn't go back to it. And everyone's just like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Okay. Uh, let's get into the questions. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's do that. Okay, well, we're here. It's time for the big three questions. We're going to talk about concept and execution, whether the show has done enough to capture our interest and also in the production of that idea. We're going to talk about turnoffs, anything that could dissuade a new viewer from carrying through with this. And of course, finally, we're going to talk about compelability. Does this show want us? Does this show want us? Does this show make us want to watch more? Look at me going with my words yeah. today. Um, let's start with concept and execution. What do you think? Um, I, I think the concept is interesting because it's supposed to be Dragon Quest, but it's apparently not that Dragon Questy. But it's not. So, so would you say that that is a good concept, or would you say that's a confusing concept? Well, as a noob who doesn't have any context to sort of compare it to, I think it's a fun concept. I don't think we can look too seriously at it from a noob's perspective, at least, because there is, there is no comparison there. And what it feels like is very Digimon, Pokemon, sort of Dragon Ball. It's a fun time. We've got monsters who we can, who are our friends and they can help us on our journey as we go to defeat the big bad Dark Lord. Um, Sauron, 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 What's the, Sauron, Sauron, that's the one. Who's the white wizard? Saruman. Saruman. Yeah. I always get them, them two mixed up. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> I think that the concept is pretty, pretty good as far as like a fun journey, a fun adventure series goes. What about you? Yeah. 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 I think, again, I'm biased for this. So I'm kind of like leaning on your uh, noobishness. <laughs> like, I think that it's a reimagination of Dragon Quest. They've kind of brought it into a longer form story uh, format. They've managed to somehow shonenify um the level up process of a early dragon quest game so i think it works and for me i guess my main insight versus uh concept and execution would be the execution and i think that it does a really good job i think again the cg there's moments where it can be jarring but i think on the whole it's really well integrated into the episode i think everything looks really nice the character designs are really distinct uh because they're pulling from that akira toriyama design yeah and yeah it's just it's, it just works i think yeah maybe <laughs> is it <coughs> but again like, is it a little I, like my vision is so clouded from being like i made it my mission in i think maybe 2019 to just play every single dragon quest game sequentially from 1 to 12 <laughs> nice 12 12 not out yet 1 to 11 mm. and so i love this series i think it's really really good and how can you course, say that if it doesn't align it with the games light. though like that's like surely well, it's well, a bad it, reimagination <laughs> well 
would would I like to see Dragon Quest VIII, my favorite game in the franchise, reimagined fully in anime <laughs> form with beautiful animation like this and voice acting by all the original cast members? Of course. I would. <laughs> am I ever am I ever going to get that? Absolutely not. So can I put aside that to go, yeah, well, it's all the things I love about Dragon Quest, but it's in a completely new and fresh way. It's like, I get to see all the spells and the monsters and the ideas of a Dragon Quest game, but laid out in a shonen battle mm, arc yeah. manga. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, fine. That works for me. And again, I'm heavily biased. So it's going to fall to you to say whether that works as well as a newcomer coming in and seeing all these because again this is perfect because you've never seen anything dragon quest before except for maybe the occasional like oh i've seen what a slime looks like i recognize that from somewhere Mm. so it's perfect in that you are this dragon quest version brought in to like that's 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 what i put on my cv it's on my linkedin profile Dra- Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Virgin. Virgin, yeah. Yeah. So what about turn-offs then? What do you think? Is there anything here that can push somebody away? Um, potentially just the depth of the show. I think it's very surface level at this stage. It's very much, like we say, a blank slate character who is using lots of powers to defeat um, pretty arbitrary villains and people. Um, there's seems to be some sort of bigger world issues going on with the princess and the coup and then like she seems to have a bit more involvement as time goes on because he's going off to save the princess and uh, that's his big motivation like yeah i just remembered his little is is he do like an eyebrow lift or something when like he's like why do you why do you like the uh princess so much and he just sort of gives a look or something that um he's just like hey, yeah you, you know <laughs> you know you know what she's got um you know it's that sketchy etchy man um yeah uh, so but not explicit this no time. so yeah i think i think there's definitely a lot to like about it but it yeah the turnoffs i think depth of the show potentially i don't know there aren't many there aren't many i can't really think of any other things you know if you're in if, you, if you're interested in sort of this fantasy shonen-y style of show then there's no reason why you can't get on board. There's no big sort. It's it's it it's a it is what it is, isn't it? It's a family friendly trying to get as many people on board as possible, aiming it at the right audience, the right age range to just get people hooked on yeah. this uh, narrative. I guess um, it's fun. I genuinely did enjoy a lot of the uh, magic powers, like the Super Saiyan stuff. It really does get you tingling because it's like oh you can feel the energy and you can feel the now yeah, he means like, business he, like, and he like does the big he, yeah he does the, the like, superhero yeah, pose and it's like oh he's charging up oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't help but we enjoy him, that folks. yeah you can't i mean i don't i don't get people who won't enjoy that so um yeah there is there is a lot to enjoy um what about the mm. final question and does it do enough um Look, is it enough, Sam? Like exciting enough? Yeah, it is what it is. Like, of course, it does enough because it knows what it wants to be. It's fun. It's superpowers. It's weird, cute little it's creatures. I think it is it confident. Is nice yeah, for a change. 
<laughs> it, like it knows what it wants. Give to me be, an example of that. a not confident show. Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> okay. Right. Why is Charlotte not confident? Tell me I'm wrong. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Because it's like, oh, we're superpowers, but also, but also oh, maybe we're not superpowers, but also maybe we're like a like a detective, detective show, show, yeah, yeah. Also yeah. maybe we're like high school. <laughs> maybe it's like a high school romance, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Okay, fair. Yeah, it, it knows what it wants. It's confident. It's a confident show. There we go. Put put that on your poster. Um, quoted by Gateway to the Sam Universe. says it's confident. No, that can represent our show. <laughs> that is the uh, spokesperson. The, the, the quote. GTTA. Dragon Quest: The Adventures of Die. Now airing on BBC. It's confident. Says Gateway to the Universe. <laughs> Charlotte's. It's not. Um. <laughs> okay great so yeah I, all right then it's a confident show that knows what it is it's fun um if you like this kind of shonen stuff go for it give this show a watch um if you like dragon yeah. quest sam likes dragon quest so um on his I do like comments um i think you'd enjoy it as well even though it's not strictly speaking um true to like the games and things um yeah go watch uh, Dragon Quest, the adventures of Di- the adventure of Die, adventures, adventures of Die, the adventure, the, the adventure of Die. Of die. Yes. Only one adventure allowed per <laughs> hero. Um, <laughs> and then let us know what you think of the show. Um, is it Dragon Quest or is it just a fun um, shonen? Is it Dragon Quest with Dragon Quest in the name? But I, that's that is going to be the title of this episode. Is this Dragon Quest? <laughs> because is this Dragon because Quest? Because from everything that we've discussed, arguably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me there. Okay, yeah, fair. Okay, fair. Um, Sammy, happy to leave it there. We can uh, move on to slice of life. Absolutely, I think. Well done, Dragon Quest. You've made it. Into the Anniverse, you have proven to us that we could show you to a noob, and maybe you hooked not just on anime, but also on the Dragon Quest franchise at large. Mm, Brilliant. Okay, Uh, if you're not sticking around for Slice of Life, where me and Sam are going to have a little catch-up on things we've been doing outside of Dragon Quest, we'll see you next week for another episode of Gateway to the Anniverse. And welcome back, everybody, to Slice of Life, the part of the show where Will and I just kind of catch up, chat about random things that we've been up to, playing, watching, you know, doing. Yeah. Have we been anywhere? I've not left the house in so many <laughs> moons. So many moons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to this week, Will? Tell me. Um, Tell me everything. Honestly, it's been Tell me really, now. really busy, so I haven't been up to much. But what I would like to do is shout out a creator that i've been watching a lot of over the past year couple of years maybe year and mm-hmm. yeah a couple of years i'd say um and i don't okay. know whether i've shouted him out before um now i'm thinking about it i may have but i'm gonna do it again anyway because uh, i've been watching him recently <laughs> he's doing a new series it's forest Val- uh, valkyrie okay. oh, um the renegade science teacher who the renegade science teacher what a badass name yeah he is i genuinely think this guy is uber cool like he's big he, he, he uh-huh. blew up on tiktok which is where i think i saw him and but he's got a whole youtube channel um around uh so so one of the big things that i've enjoyed watching is him um 
de- de- debunking um christian and religious uh videos that argue against evolution and argue against science okay <clears throat> so creationists basically um and there's lots of videos mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. uh, on the internet where creationists sort of say evolution can't be a thing because of this 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 and this and he basically goes through and debunks it and says why it's all rubbish um and i've hit some of the the hard facts and everything yeah yeah um and i've really enjoyed and he's 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 an atheist and um a scientist and he's mm-hmm. basically just it's just fascinating because i've learned a lot about evolution and um genes and uh you know darwinism and all that sort of stuff through his channel and He's recently done The Light of Evolution, um, which is a series that he's doing. That are, the Light of Evolution. Yeah. He's doing, he's, he's done three episodes so far and they're about 30 to about 35 minutes each, I think, somewhere like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically is teaching us about evolution and just doing like, like a, like mini lectures with visuals and sort of trying to break down how shit works. I guess looking at the impact of the time and like, people not believing darwin and that kind of stuff i would i would imagine um yes, or yeah to a, more to a, like in the broad it, scope of it's things. more in the scientific sort of principles of like what is actually going on in um hmm. in the in the genetic pool i guess of um different in the genetic pool. different species and sort of showing how like evidence for evolution stands up now and like we look look at fossils uh, records and the and carbon dating and all that sort of stuff and um looking at how things all work and it's it honestly i think he's he talks so well and he, he he's done loads on um gender um and how and and that was fascinating about how like gender and sex um is is all seen in biology and how like all these people who argue there are only two 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 sexes and it's like well actually you're wrong like biology shows us well actually surprise there's a spectrum yeah and uh, you know and there are uh, there's a lot going on there and he just like reels off examples like there's this creature that has that can change between sexes there's this creature that has multitude Mm. of sexes and things that go on within that and it has this thing and this thing and this thing and there are and we are just another creature so if you think you are special in any particular way then (laughs) then you're not (laughs) like um (laughs) oh that's really good so he's kind of like not only is he bringing like the science to the table he's also kind of bringing almost like a I guess, I don't know, like a a more progressive and he is so progressive yeah yeah. evidence-based yeah viewing of it all because i i know there's a lot of people out there who can maybe be like oh well there's not enough facts to like back up your perspective you're just a a woke liberal whatever Mm. but like to have somebody who's so focused on the science and the the actual methodology of everything that's that's pretty cool honestly like to actually like kind of like back up everything you know in five years time he'll probably do something horrific and i'll have to delete this whole whole, oh, whole yeah, thing no, yeah, but no. as it stands so don't listen to anything will will supports him in everything yeah forever. as it stands and, and I, that's that's on air now. i massively support him <laughs> i think he is really insightful unless and he, he does something bad he does yeah unless he does something bad um he does seem to have such a balanced view and perspective on things and is willing to just debate anything and discuss anything and he talks about like getting things mm. wrong and like how science has got things wrong i don't know i could talk about him for hours but yeah recommend a yeah. recommend him for at least his content amazing yeah. so 
One more time, who, like, who is it? Forrest uh, Valkai, um, the renegade science teacher. I think, uh, to be fair, he's the renegade, renegade science teacher, is, is, but he's, I think he's also got a Forrest, Forrest Valkai channel as well. I don't know whether it, it's, that's his, the channel okay. name as well, but yeah, either, either of those you can find him. Very good. What about you, Sam? What have you been doing? Um, in a, a, a fairly similar uh, vein of thought, I've been watching some uh, YouTube documentary series. Mm. Um, H-Bomber Guy recently released a video, uh, an hour, uh, almost two plus hours long, uh, about the Roblox oomph oh. sound. <laughs> and <laughs> I shit you not. Okay, now, now hear me out. There's 30 minutes of actual documentary into the sound. And then believe me when I say it goes off the fucking deep end. Like what was supposed to be a quick 30 minute video because he like H-Bomber Guy's video content is always like very long. It's always, it's a video essay. It's about uh, Sherlock is shit and here's why. Um, Ruby is disappointing and here's why. Like the genius behind uh, Bloodborne and all this kind of things. He does very, very good video essays. Uh, so much so that I've listened to a number of them multiple yeah. times. And this one is about the Roblox oomph sound effect. And it goes places that you would absolutely not expect when you first click on it. Like, you watch the first 30 minutes, you're kind of like, oh yeah, I get it. And then it just keeps going. <laughs> it's Dude, I have just... It is amazing. I've just pulled up the video and I've clicked in the description. Have you read the chapter titles? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first is intro messiah is weird and here's why tommy tellerico the amico disaster yep. tommy wants money the end normal people stop watching here <laughs> and that's after 30 minutes yeah and, and then, that's about the, the 30 minute point <laughs> yeah that's after 29 minutes and 46 seconds okay and then it yeah it's perfect okay like and and again it's a really interesting watch because He's so good at just like presenting information and like his own deep dives and the story itself is really compelling. And yeah, I like I thoroughly recommend people watch it. Um the other thing that I watched in a very, very similar vein is the defunct land again documentary looking at the origins of the Disney Channel sound effect. So you like did you watch Disney Channel as you grew up? Uh, no, not really, no. Um, yeah, it was on uh, Sky, dude. We, we didn't have Sky. That, that's fair. Basically, there's, there's like a, there's four notes. It goes like, dun, 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 dun. And that is like the Disney Channel, like, yeah. thing. Okay. And it's this guy doing a deep dive trying to find who wrote those four <laughs> notes. Who, like, who did it? And it turns, so compared to H. It turns out it was Hitler. Like, no, that's the H. Bomber guy video. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> the oomph sound effect video goes so like wild and dark and weird okay. with everything. And then this one about the Disney Channel actually turns into this really inspiring and like motivational thing. Okay. So there's these two documentaries about sound effects that are just really good listens. Yeah. Like and again, weird, like there's man. a lot of visual production so to both of them, but I had them in the background. It's just, it's just good. So weird so, yeah, that that's check them out. Like that you can make great content. I'm not just not saying that that's a bad thing, but it's just weird that you can make great content from those like themes. It's like honestly, yeah. do you think 
Do you think you they could do because because of their talent of like storytelling and sort of research and and explanations? Do you think they could pick? Do you think they deliberately try and pick like really weird things and see what comes from it? Like just digging deeper and deeper. Like they could choose like something they see on their desk. It's like, right, here's a post-it note. Let's look at the history of post-it notes and see how that... Somebody probably has done yeah, it. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> but then like... I yeah, think the, th- the thing with the H-Bomber guy with the with the oomph sound effect was, oh, well, it blew up on Twitter a few like a few years ago mm. like the origin of the sound effect so if you've looked into it you can readily find the information of where the sound effect comes from and who owns it like that's easy enough but then the rest of the rabbit hole that he then goes down absolutely not like one in ten people one in a hundred people would maybe know the insanity that is like then to pursue mm. and then with the one in a hundred people thing, is it's quite, like, it's quite high so <laughs> Okay, let's say one in a hundred million people. (laughs) One million dollars. Yeah. They're very good documentaries. Go check them out. Also check out the rest of the channel. I'm currently watching a defunct... I'm halfway through. I was watching it before uh, we started the podcast. Mm. Uh, The defunct land, uh, the the Disney Fast Pass. Cool. And how it's basically a scam and Mm. they fucked it all up. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, then. Okay, well, we're going to leave the podcast there. Thank you all for listening, and thank you, Sam, for um, being with us on the podcast today. Uh, if you have any requests as to what we like should I'm watch, please normally. hit us up. Look, Sam, as you know, this is a week-by-week contract, and if you want to keep your contract, you oh, God. you shut the fuck up, man. Like, seriously, like, what, you, yes, what are you doing, man? You're ruining my sorry. outro. No, no, no. Yeah? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Come on. Continue. You're, be- so, you're, you're sorry, better than that. I'm sorry. We'll be having fucking words, man. Right. um, Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Hit us up with your suggestions. uh, And we will look forward to seeing you next week. (laughs) Stop crying. Not the face. Not the face. Please.